Hi, this is Pastor Curtis Crawford welcoming you to our podcast. At Revive Outreach Church, we're striving to revive an awareness of Christ in our communities through Christ-centered compassion, service, and evangelism. You can learn more about us online at www.reviveoc.org or on Facebook at facebook.com slash church. We hope that you enjoy this message, and God bless. This is the story of a ragtag bunch of church members who set out to perform a Christmas play, and the director who tried his hardest to just keep it all together. The Glory of Christmas. Hi, my name's Joel. I'm the director of our church play, The Glory of Christmas. This is my 12th year. We're okay. Just the stained glass window. It's going great. Uh, The only thing that we lacked was uh, someone to play the role of Mary up until yesterday. But then I found her. And she's perfect. I got the role of Mary because I'm 31 weeks pregnant. Yep. Two kids in college and then... Surprise! We're just so... You're so full of joy. I, I can't act, Joel. There's no way I can sell this. No, 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 not true. Your audition was fantastic. How can it be me? How can I be highly flavored by God? Did I just say flavored? Why can't I stop talking about food? Uh, She's perfect. Oh, hey, you're, you're Joseph. Mm-hmm. I'm Heather. I play Mary, your wife. Oh! Mm-hmm. I remember you. Oh? You played Bunko with my mom. You know, what is Bunko? Mm-mm. Nice to meet you. Mm-mm. You must mentally sink into her situation. Yes, yes. Go spend the night in a barn somewhere. The hay will trigger something deep within you. Yeah, it'll trigger something. Trigger something that don't need a hand in histamine. Mm. This is good. I'm the least likely person to play Mary, let alone deliver the Son of God. I'm a middle-aged former soccer mom. And the truth is that this baby disrupted some pretty amazing plans we had for our lives. Things we've been looking forward to for years. Okay, Mary and Joseph, let's take it back to scene 11. Scene 11, please. Maybe that's how Mary felt. Maybe people stared. Unsure of what to tell her. Maybe she doubted. Maybe she doubted, even though God told her not to fear. And then she trusted. She trusted. She trusted that what God was doing would bring the greatest kind of joy if she would just just let go. Let go of her plans, her questions, and... Let the good shepherd carry you. 
good shepherd carry me. <laughs> this morning we're going to start our series, our Christmas series, entitled The Glory of Christmas. The Glory of Christmas. And when you look at the story that was just uh, presented this morning, and of course it was, it's fictional and it's in jest, but um, the truth is, is that at the end there it showed the good shepherd picking up the golden doodle and putting it on his shoulder like a sheep and saying, let me carry you. But God wants to carry you and I through difficult times. He wants to carry you and I when our plans change. He wants to carry you and I despite what we're facing. God is willing to carry us. In fact, David said, or, or Billy said something last night to me. Was He was asking me, Dad, what's the message about? And I was telling him it was about, you know, being carried by God. And he said, you know, it's interesting, Dad. He said, Mary carried Jesus and God carried Mary. Mary carried Jesus and God carried Mary. So uh, I thought about that because, you know, Mary, just like the woman in our play, was completely caught off guard. She was completely surprised by what God uh, had suddenly dropped on her. She had her plans, she had her future, she had all of these things ready to go to enjoy a wedding and a honeymoon and being with her new husband and all of these things, and instead, what happened was her life was uprooted and completely changed, and so from having joy and happiness, right, and, and all of these things to look forward to, now suddenly she had fear, and she had worry, and she had doubt. It would be silly of us to think that she did not have worry and fear and doubt. When you look at the word glory that's used in the title of this, it actually comes from a Hebrew word that means both glory and but also it means waiting. So this Hebrew word means glory, and it means waiting. At this time of year, there's a reverential wait, wait in this, right? There's, there's a respectful uh, uh, to the atmosphere. There's a, 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 a reverence for what's happening for this time of year, that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came, that God sent His only Son to this earth because He loved us so much, and him being born in a, in a manger and, and the angels coming and appearing to the shepherds and the star appearing and the wise men following it and all the miraculous events that took place surrounding Christ's birth. You know, the Holy Spirit coming upon Mary and her being found with child. All of those things bring about a, a weightedness. But it's a respectful reverential weightedness, right? Of a, a respect of the season and a, a respect for God and a joyfulness in God, that kind of weightedness, a positive. But with the times also can come a heaviness, a weightedness that's not positive, that's negative. Especially this year in 2020, let's face it, nothing turned out the way we wanted it to turn out. Right? No one could have predicted this time last year as I was preaching my other Christmas series. No one could have predicted that this year we'd be wearing masks and only be allowed to have a certain amount of people in buildings and in churches and parts of the country are completely shut down again. Uh, no one could have predicted that people would be 
you know, infected with this other strain that's, you know, the, 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 usually the flu is what we're afraid of, and now we're afraid of the flu, and we're afraid of this new, this new virus, and, you know, all of the plans that were uprooted, all the things that were uprooted in our lives, it brings a heaviness to it. You know, when you think about the holidays, if you don't know this, uh, the, the change in seasons is a time for great, when people who suffer from depression, it actually affects it greatly. And especially this time of year, specifically, the fall, when it comes around the holidays, because people get weighted down. They get weighted down with disappointments. They get weighted down with despair, with worry, with doubt. They're worried uh, about how they're, uh, you know, going to provide Christmas presents. They're worried if their family's going to get to come be a part, you know. They're worried you know, about all of these stresses that are related to the season that lead to despair and a lack of joy and a lack of peace in their lives. They're worried about all of these things. And it's a heaviness. They get loaded on top of our shoulders. You take in the normal things that apply to this season, the heaviness and all of the things that go along with it and the worries and the anxiety. On top of that, add everything else that's going on, right? Well, I've had my own eventful week with things coming out of right and left field and and, and being worried and being scared and, and, and being really, in some cases, terrified uh, and on top of all the other stressors. And so indeed, this season is heavy. So there's that positive heaviness, that weightiness of the gravity of God sending his son and the reverence, but then there is also that heaviness. But what we have to, to be careful is not allow that negative weight to affect God's glory of the season. To not allow our negative and our negativity and our frustrations and all of the feelings that are all jumbled up inside of us and our disappointments and, and a, a fear of how we're going to make things work out this year and how you know people have lost their jobs. They have no idea how they're going to provide for their families, let alone provide a Christmas, right? How they're going to buy presents for their families. People have lost their jobs. They've lost loved ones. This will be the first Christmas. They're without a family member due to various circumstances that have been going on in our country and in our world. I mean, it's crazy. But we have to be careful and not allow that heaviness to keep us from experiencing God's glory during this yes. season. Amen. The good shepherd will carry you and me if we'll let him. Jesus said, cast all your cares upon me because I care for you. He's willing to carry us, even take the weight that we have. Take it off of our shoulders so that you and I can be free. You know, we have Mary, whose life was completely changed. You have Mary in the video, who's her kid. His kids, both of her children, are in college. They thought that they were open and free and empty nesters and I got to tell you, as someone who's got his son and his junior in high school, and my other two sons are, one has moved out, the other one is well on his way, and then the, the youngest is a junior. Guess who's starting to look forward to having an empty house? This brother. 
right? You know, it's that thing. Who has two thumbs is excited to be alone in his own home? This guy, right? I'm excited to just be with my wife and I in our own home because truth is we've had a kid in the house since we were married, right? We've had a, we've had a son in the house. We've had a child in our house. And so basically we're ready to be free. Now, if something happened and Alice graduated high school and suddenly Kelly was pregnant, I would probably have a heart attack and die. Like, I would just be like, I can't take it anymore. You know, take me on home. I would be stunned and I would be scared and I would be like, my goodness, how did this happen? Right? How is this possible? I mean, I just, I, you, you know, you, this poor lady is thinking all of these things. Like, how did we let this happen? We had plans. We were going to go do all of these things. We had spent all this money and all these years pouring into these kids. Now it's our chance to be alone and spend time together and worry about ourselves. Yes, they were probably still paying for college or helping pay for college. But they didn't have the other expenses. You weren't paying for your kids' food. You're not paying for their braces. You're not paying for their sports. All of these things. And so they were going to have time to spend that extra money on themselves and to do things that they never got to do with kids. Don't get me wrong. I love my kids. You love your kids. You like to enjoy spending time with the kids. We've had a great week spending time with my kids. But guess what happens? When my son and my daughter-in-law and my granddaughter are done, they go home. When Pop Pops has gotten tired of chasing the little one all around the house and the upstairs, and he can barely walk because his knees hurt so bad, they go home. So I appreciate it, and I enjoy that time and all of that, those things, but you get a break, right? Uh, soon Billy will be gone, and then Alex has got about three years, and he'll be gone, and I'm free. So I don't know what I would do if suddenly a baby popped on the scene. It would be bring up worries and fear. My age is a concern. My health is a concern, mm -hmm. right? My wife's age and health are a concern because it's dangerous. All of these things would be weighing, and you'd be going, God, why? How did this happen? We took the precautions. What in the world? I know for me, I was a complete accident to my mom. My older brother was nine years old when I was born. I was a shock and a surprise. Uh, they did not expect me whatsoever. And I was a problem from the minute that I, uh, before I was born. I was born breech with the cord wrapped around my neck. I almost didn't make it. And when I came out, I came out as a hellion. I remember when I was, uh, Charlie was born uh, and I was so jealous of him. I, had a, I was a, a 18 months old. And I was so jealous of Charlie when he was born, that I bit his nose and tried to bite his nose, right? I mean, I didn't want to have, I, he couldn't let him in no pictures. I, I mean, I was a bad, I was bad. And, uh, you know, so here's my mom used to having this, 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 this only child, and Jim was pretty well behaved at this point, and he was, you know, doing good in school. And then I show up, and when I showed up, my older brother went crazy. He decided that he wasn't getting enough attention, so he went into school one day with a staple gun and pulled it up to his head and said goodbye to the world. Because he was just like, he was trying to get attention whatever way it came, right? Because basically, something that was unexpected came in to a situation that had found peace and a rhythm, and then boom, everything changes. And that's what's happened to us 
this year. It's what happens in our lives. And we have a choice to make. We either trust God, that he's got it all worked out and he's got it all planned. God knew COVID was going to show up long before it ever came on the scene. And God already knew that churches would suffer. And God already knew that lives would be impacted. And God already knew all of the things that were going to happen in your life. Lost loved ones. He already knew all of the things, the pain, the suffering. But we have to believe that he has a plan for it all. So let's look together very quickly at some things that God promises in his word. In Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, he says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Now this promise... Yes, it was made in Jeremiah, but here's the thing, is that the book of Psalms 139 teaches us the same thing, that God has plans for you and I, a purpose for you and I, and his plans are for good for us. We know that because in the book of Romans it says, all things work for the good of those who are called by God according to his purpose, right? So we know that God has good things planned for us, even in the midst of bad things. And he'll take bad negatives and make them positives. I'm sure each of you have had times in your life with something that seemed so destructive, it ultimately worked out into something beautiful. We've all had those experiences in our life where we thought, we'll never get through this, we'll never make it. It hurts so bad. And then all of a sudden... Something that we could not see because we were blinded by despair and worry and circumstances and doubt. God moves in and he says, I've always had a plan for your welfare. Since before you were born, I had a plan to prosper you, a plan for good things for your life, a plan to use you and a purpose for you. And so he works that situation out in a way that you could not possibly imagine the positives. I've seen in the midst of death and tragedy, people be saved. I've seen people sick, and you not see how God is going to heal them. I saw a, 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 in a family that I dealt with exclusively where they, their mother was sick, and she was dying. And I spent a great deal of time praying with this family, and their prayer was they wanted to get better. My prayer was let God's will be done, mm-hmm. right, and allow this situation to be used. And so God used that situation so that two a strange children came home. I mean, you can't ask for any of that. Their grandmother got saved. Their mother got saved. She's in heaven. She, when she passed away, she passed away quietly and in peace. She had spent her life with regrets and doubts. I got the opportunity to pray with her and to pray the prayer, and there was a change in her, and I would just go in her room and sing to her, Jesus is the sweetest name I know. When nothing else could comfort her, I could go in and just sing. And we would just sing to her that Jesus is the sweetest name I know. And she would just calm down. And she just, it was amazing. And out of that, she was saved. And she's had two grandchildren come back to the Lord. You can't beat that. That's God taking a horrible situation and working out for good. Now it hurts. You don't see how he's going to make it better. And then he works it out in the last instant. So we got to know that God has a plan for us. And he has a plan for our good and not for our evil. We have to trust God that God has our best interests at heart. Before you can let someone carry you, you have to trust them. 
It's like uh, those silly little trust tests they have you do when you're having your company team building exercises. They have you do student <laughs> trust tests. Um, and we used to do this in youth group where you would, you know, years ago where they, you would fall backwards and you had to rely on your team to catch you, right? You don't fall backwards unless you believe they're going to catch you, right? Uh, for me, there's only one person whose arms I would fall back into, and that's Billy. I know Billy is big enough and strong enough that if I were to fall back, that brother's going to catch me. But I'm sorry, Alex ain't catching me. I love him with all my heart. But he ain't going to catch 300 and whatever XXX pounds that his daddy is. Hey, I'm going to fall right to the ground and hurt myself, right? You've got to trust someone to let them catch you and carry you. And you and I, in order for us to allow God to carry us, we've got to trust him. And we have to trust that he loves us. He's a rewarder of those who love him and have faith in him. We have to seek him and we have to trust that he has our best interests in heart to Despite what we see with our eyes. Yes. Amen. That he has a future and a hope. That his plans aren't evil against us. That they're not meant to hurt us. But he has a good prepared for us. In spite of what we see. If we trust him, then we'll let him carry us. It says in Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 through 6. If you'll trust the Lord with all your heart. And not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. And he will make straight your paths. So that trust in God to not lean on what we see, our own understanding. And our understanding is flawed yeah. because we're limited to the human perspective. Mm -hmm. So we don't see the future. We don't know the future. Only God knows the future. So we're stuck here in the present and also looking at the past and worry and fear and doubt and discouragement, right? When God says, don't lean on your understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him. Don't put your trust in what you see with your eyes. And don't put your trust in what you reason in your heart, right? Don't put what your flesh sees. Don't put your trust in your understanding. Put your trust in the fact that God is good. Acknowledge him. And he will make your path straight. So even in the crooked path, he can straighten that path out so that even what seems like a lost maze, God can make straight and a way out for you to find your way out. If we will trust him. God never promised that we'll never go through bad things. In fact, he says in one of the greatest psalms is quoted at funerals and all of these things in Psalm 23, that yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. That means at some point in your life, and most of the time, multiple times in your life, you're going to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. But the promise is, is that, yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because he is with me. Yes. Don't trust what you see, the shadow of death. Acknowledge God in his ways, and he will make sure your paths are straight, that you will come through the valley. Mm -hmm. But it starts with trust. A trust that he loves us, a trust that he has a plan for us, and that he is, has our best interests at heart. Proverbs 16.9 says, The heart of a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. When we started this year, we had plans. I told you last week that I was supposed to be 
the, over Thanksgiving, celebrating my 25th wedding anniversary in Florida with all of our family. We had everything planned, all of the stuff paid. We were ready to go. But our plans got interrupted. Not just that, but throughout the year. You had plans that were interrupted. Plans that you made. But man makes plans in his heart, but God makes sure that his purpose for them is what happens. And God's purpose is always greater than God's or our plans. God's purpose for you is greater than your plans for you. Now, I don't know how this is going to work out. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how things are going to play out. But I know and believe that God had a greater purpose for us than our plans. And the year 2020 to develop character, mm -hmm. to develop integrity, to develop us as his children. Mm -hmm. Those are all purposes that he has for us that are more valuable than anything tangible that we can feel. Mm -hmm. God developing us and making us into the image of his son while we may not understand it now is the most important thing that can happen in a believer's life. Being refined. Being uh, our character being uh, proven, him proving himself to us through protection, through healing, mm -hmm. through allowing, even though bad things happening, them working out for our good. Mm -hmm. That is more important than my current plans. God's purpose is always greater than my plans. And he promises that even though I make plans, he makes sure that my steps are established. That even though I make plans and I have what I want to do, God makes sure that I walk where he wants me to walk. That it's his purposes that are accomplished. And that's the most critical thing in our life. That trusting in God to carry us in spite of our own disappointments. And it's hard. I wish I could stand up before you today and tell you that I've never had a moment of doubt, but I have, and I've doubted this year. That I've never had a moment where I question God. Nope, question God multiple times. That I've never had a moment where I asked why. Nope, I've asked why multiple times for various situations. We all have allowed sometimes discouragement and worry and doubt to overwhelm us. But the only way to overcome that is through trust in God, that God loves you and has your best interest at heart. And because he has your best interest at heart, he has a plan for you. Proverbs 19.21 says, Many are the plans in the mind of man, but it's the purposes of the Lord that will stand. Now this is encouragement to us because even if someone plans against you, God's purpose will always be accomplished. See, the first one is he'll establish your steps. You plan, but he still establishes your steps. This one is, if man plans against you, God will make sure that his purposes are accomplished. So no matter what happens in the presidential election, no matter what happens uh, with people and their words, of, uh, they, they hurt you with their words or their actions, no matter at your job, if your, your boss has got it out for you, no matter what that case may be, no matter what they say doesn't matter. That's what God says. Their voice doesn't matter. It's God's voice. Their actions don't matter. It's God's actions. And in the moment it hurts, 
And in the moment, it feels painful. In the moment, you want to know why. In the moment, you question God. But ultimately, God always, time and time again, proves that he is faithful. And he proves yeah. that his purposes will be accomplished in spite of the actions of others in our lives. He's proven it time and time again. If you and I will take a moment to really look at our lives and to be honest and look throughout and see where God has protected us from ourselves and protected us from others. God has protected me from myself many times. And he's protected me from the words and the actions of others, people who try to destroy me. God's protected me when I was going to... Uh, take a, a new job that when I transferred to the job that I have now, a lady tried to destroy me. She tried to prevent me from being hired. I had made her mad uh, 10 years earlier almost. I had made her mad at me. Uh, honestly, I don't know what I did, truthfully. I just, uh, in fact, I thought our relationship was good. I didn't even know she was upset. But I found out after I started the job that she went to the hiring manager and told them not to hire me that I was a terrible employee. That I was bad. I never served, I never worked for her, uh, did a good job for her. But her words and her actions were overridden by God. So even though she tried to hurt me with her words and her actions, God said, look, you got your plans, but it's my purposes that prevail." And God, I'm sure if you will look back on your life, you've seen where he has divinely protected you and divinely provided in spite of the plans and the words and the actions of man. We just have to get through the negativity for a moment yeah. and look at where God is working and what God has done. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. A promise that you and I can take and hold dear. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. Jesus, he came, died so that you and I can live forever. And God has prepared a place for us where we will live forever and perfect perfection and perfection. And we can't even imagine what God has for us. And our human understanding and reasoning, we can't imagine. I know Alex has said to me, he's been a little bit more worried here lately of end times and things like that. And he said, well, Dad, what are we going to do in heaven all day? Well, the truth of the matter is, I know we spend a lot of it worshiping God. Right? He can't understand what it's like, going to be like to be in God's presence and to be perfect and not have pain or suffering or hurt. He only can see and think about what he sees in the flesh. His flesh wants to get married and his flesh wants to have kids and his flesh wants to graduate high school and go to college and have a career. You know what I'm saying? That's what he sees with his mind. He isn't capable of understanding right now what God has prepared for us in heaven. But the older you get, the more you look forward to what God has prepared for us. I was just like him. God, please don't come back till I get married and have kids. I, I prayed that prayer a lot, right? Because I had no understanding of what God has prepared. But the older I've got, honestly, even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. I'm ready to go. My family's ready to go. I got people waiting on me. 
and I see heaven and I can't wait. I still, even though I'm looking forward to it, can't imagine what it is all going to be all about. I don't know. I read in the Bible what it says it's going to be like, but I still can't have any full understanding of what it's going to be like to see God setting upon his throne. What it's going to be like to walk on streets of gold. What it's going to be like to be part of a city that a precious gem is so big it's the gate yeah. on each wall, mm -hmm. which is what the Bible describes. Mm -hmm. To live in a city where the only light is Jesus, his, his glory. Mm -hmm. You can't comprehend that in your brains. Mm -hmm. But I know it's good. Yeah. And I know it's great. And I trust God that it's going to be amazing. Why? Because he sent his son to die so we can experience it. Mm -hmm. God died so we can experience what he's prepared for us. Yeah. That's amazing to me. Mm -hmm. And so it should help us to trust him. In Isaiah chapter 14, 24, God tells Isaiah, the Lord of hosts has sworn, as I have planned, so shall it be, and as I have purposed, so shall it stand. When God makes a promise and when God purposes something, it will take place. No virus, no leadership, no person, no nothing can keep God and cause him to break a promise. That's right. That nothing can stay God's hand. Nothing. The enemy can't cause God to change his mind about you. He will always love you the same that he loves you now as he will tomorrow. No words of the enemy, no voices of those around you. When God promises something in your life, he speaks in your life, and he makes a promise to you, he will keep that promise. Why? Because God cannot lie. Amen. And the Bible says that his word will never return void. Yeah. So when God speaks, everybody listens. Pay attention, because when God speaks, it means what God says will come to pass. No matter what we see with our eyes, and no matter what we hear with our ears, and no matter what our circumstances look like, if God has made a promise, he will fulfill that promise. Yes, amen. Why? He's the Lord of hosts. He's the Lord of heaven. He's the Lord of earth. The Bible says that the heavens is his throne, and the earth is his footstool. He's in control. Nothing is outside of his hands, his will, and his influence. God has a plan and a purpose for your life and for my life, even in this season. We must strive to not allow the enemy to steal our joy, to steal our hope, to steal our peace, overwhelm us with despair, but to focus on God, to focus on the Lamb of God, that shepherd who was willing to carry us. To focus on his promises. The focus is on the promise from the word that we've heard this morning. And when the enemy comes in and he tries to convince you that everything's not going to be okay, that you take some of the verses that we looked at today and you read them. To be reminded of who God is and his promises to his children. To be reminded that he's always in control and his purposes will be always be fulfilled. No matter what life throws at you, this season or next season or the season after that, no matter what life throws at you, God is still in control and sits upon the throne. 
thank you for listening to this message. We hope that you enjoyed it and were blessed by it. Each month, we have people from all over the world who listen to the messages made available. If you've been blessed by this ministry, would you consider making a donation of any amount to help support us as we continue to reach a loss for Christ? Donations can be made online at www.reviveoc.org or by check at Revive Outreach Church, 411 Chatham Heights Road, Suite 101, Fredericksburg, Virginia, 22405. Thank you for your prayers and your continued support. May God richly bless you.